Hey everybody, welcome to the Morphin Grid. I'm Jake. I am Josh. Today we're watching episode 195, Power Rangers Zeo, episode 40? Yes, sir. The joke's on blue. It aired November 5th, 1996. Is written by Jim Suave and Ooh. Colleen White. Uh, Directed by Isaac Florentine. Old James Suave. He's never come up before, right? No, this is a. I would remember a Jim Suave. Okay. <laughs> this is a fake name, also, right? This is not a real person. Well, it's not a fake name that we have given him. Right. Uh, no, his. Real I'm name a little is... upset because, like, we can't nickname him now because his no, name is too perfect. His name is the best. Also, it's fake. This is a fake name that he made. Yes. Up. His real name is, like, Jim Galapagos or something. <laughs> He's like, no, Jim Suave. If you're new here, what we do is we pause the recording, we go watch an episode of Power Rangers, then we come back and we talk about it, and you can follow along if you got Netflix or the DVDs, and you should, because Power Rangers Zio is pretty great. So do that for us, all right? Just do this one thing for us, please. We won't also be able to tell if you do. We can't. Uh, and I know some people so. are, so I mean, that's that's cool. Yeah. And if you're not, that's cool too. You have us. To tell you exactly what happens. Yep. You don't need... Lucky you. Yeah, lucky you. <laughs> and we're going to go watch the jokes on Blue. I can't wait to see Rocky get some sweet pranks done on him. Get jokesed. Get jokesed. Or Billy in a weird meta way. I, I don't... I That's what I feel. That's in my heart. That's what I feel, <laughs> but I don't know. Anyway, it's morphin' time! And we just watched Jokes on Blue, one joke. One joke was on Blue. One joke was on Blue. The rest were on everyone but Blue. Yep. And Billy did not factor into the jokes at all. No. Unless it was some of that little crappy backstage stuff that we all know about. But that I don't think they would name the episode after (laughs) that. MorphinGrid.tumblr.com is our website. So it's HeyJackAndJosh.com. That's where you can find the archive of our first two seasons. Complete. All of them. Whole thing. If you want to email us, you can do that at littleidiots.morphingrid at gmail.com. We're on Twitter at morphingrid. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash themorphingrid. We're on iTunes. We're on Stitcher. We're on Google Music Podcast Play. And uh, if you want to leave us a rating review in any of those places, it would be great. And I mean, you can't like leave us a rating on Twitter. You could. You could just just send five star emojis. Yeah, just five <laughs> stars and then like, great job. All thumbs up, glasses. Smiley face, sunglasses. I'll, I'll have to have face. Josh translate that to me because I'm basically emoji blind. I can't tell what any of them are. <laughs> like, I don't know what the, like. There's like a lady. Uh, no, I don't know how to use any of those. Miming weird ones. holding a tray. I don't know. It's like a half shot. Oh, maybe that's what that is. <laughs> <laughs> I brought this for you. I don't know. I don't, <laughs> I don't uh, even know where I was. If you want to listen to any of you on iTunes or Stitcher, though, that would be great, and we would really appreciate it. And. uh You'd be the best. We think you're the best. If you want us to think that you're better than the best, you go over to patreon.com slash Josh and kick a couple bucks our way. And uh, in return, you get some cool stuff. You get more from You get comic reviews. Both of those will go up. Will have been up before you hear this episode because I'm editing them first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> and you get some cool stuff for our Pokemon podcast. Also, you get the zine. You get the zine for free if you uh, over $5 or more. So that's pretty neat. They're pretty good zines. Yeah. They're pretty well put together. Yeah, I, I'm proud of, of the red one. Don't get me wrong. Because it's like the first magazine I ever did and right. laid out. 
but I'm very proud of the pink one. I think I think you learned a lot. I think I hit from, my stride from in the pink. red one. And you know what? Yellow is gonna be even better. Yeah. So we send get us, some yellow submissions. Send us your yellow submissions. We've we got only some got sweet some, stuff from Ross. We did some very sweet <laughs> stuff from Ross. But uh we want more. Yep. We're greedy like that. We want who's your favorite yellow ranger and why? It doesn't matter if they're all Trini. Mine's not Trini anymore, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that's how I felt when my favorite pink ranger wasn't Kim anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone you, you, I grew up a little bit watching Time Force. <laughs> Spoilers on who my favorite yellow might be. Articles, fan art. Specifically, definitely fan art. We want five full pages from people. So Shimona. You get special bonus drawings from us from if we us. get five full pages. Mine's gonna be it's gonna be very good. Mine's gonna be very bad, but in a, in a very charming, endearing mine's kind of way. Mine's gonna be very good because I'm very bad at drawing, and I think you'll all appreciate how bad it is. I just bought a tablet, so you got no excuse not to at least be digital. That's right. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about quality, and it's gonna be it's gonna be very bad because <laughs> I'm still figuring that thing out. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, send in your stuff. You got until July first, and then. The blue zines due on August 15th, but yes, we're not pushing that just yet. Focus on yellow. We want your stuff, guys. I know we're going to get some stuff. I know we got some ringers that will send us some things, so I'm excited about those things. But guys, come on. Lists also. All right. Enough about the zine. So we got a couple emails. We got four emails. All right. So I'm going to do three of them today, and we're going to do the last one on... Uh, Monday? Is it a Friday episode? Yeah. Well, the last one on Monday. Okay. Uh, so here we go. And and guys, these are kind of pertinent. So this is from Sky. The first two are from Sky. He's just kind of explaining some things that we asked about as far as what's going on in O-Ranger. He says, a brief oversimplification of the O-Ranger version of Louis Kaboom. So Bomber the Great, that's Louis Kaboom's O-Ranger name, Bomber the Great, was a great general for the Machine King. Bomber tried to overthrow him and was banished when he was unsuccessful. After the Emperor was killed by the O-Blocker, that's Shape Sword, is O-Blocker, okay. <laughs> uh, he saw his chance to take power. He briefly tried to woo the Machine Empress, but when that uh, doesn't work, he goes with Plan B and murders Sprocket. The machines apparently have some sort of bylaws that say he could challenge for power, so Bomber stabs Sprocket to death, air quotes, decapitating him. Uh, he claims to have too much honor to kill a lady robot, so he straps Queen Machina to a rocket, slaps the head of her son in her hands, and launches her to the far reaches of space. You know, honorably. Uh, he gets his, but that's super messed up, right? Yes. Yes, it that's is. Some Game of Thrones level stuff. That is, that is crazy. That, yes, that is some red wedding bull honky. <laughs> uh, that's cr- that is insane. Uh, some of that stuff... Kind of comes into play in this episode. Uh, next is Oric the Tiki Head Guy. So Oric the Conqueror is known as Gunmazin. <laughs> that is Gunmazin. Gunmazin. Uh, he would always appear in front of a kid who needed him, and that kid would magically have his key. A disembodied voice would tell them to say the magic words, Genma Genma Dondoku Genma, and turn the key. He'd open up and grant any wish to the person who opened him up, unless he didn't feel like it. Or didn't like the wish. <laughs> uh, there was a kid who was like, I want to ride O-Blocker, Super Zeo Megazord, a.k.a. the Shape Zord. And he was like, yeah, that sounds very reasonable. So that's why he fights the O-Rangers in the episode that we saw. That's what's going on. Okay. Yeah. Gunmazin could be person-sized, too. He's about the weirdest part of O-Ranger. He kind of feels like they had one more costume and couldn't figure out what to do with it. The actual weirdest 
part of O-Ranger is the pedophile robot monster. And then that's with an ellipsis at the end. And we didn't get another email. And I'm worried now. <laughs> Sky, I'm very worried about this monster. I don't like the pedophile-themed monsters. <laughs> no. They and shouldn't be. Why is there always some, though? Like Because it like taps into just that primal fear. Primal fear, yeah. but ugh. I don't like it. I don't, I don't like think it we all. need to go that far. No, for sure. We don't. I guarantee there's not a pedophile robot monster in Zeo. No. I mean, the monster might be there, but I don't think they'll lean into the creepy stuff. I hope that's like a bad metaphor. I hope there's not an actual monster who is a pedophile. That would be terrible. <laughs> that would change Super Sentai, in my opinion. Uh, so then we got another email from Raymond, who says, Well, I guess I'm explaining electrical engineering now. Hey, guys, a 100% gold sword would not work at all. Let's just put aside the question of whether it becomes a one-piece cast or if the components retain their individuality. They're just gold now. Either way, it couldn't zord. Gold is a great conductor. Copper is better, though. The only reason some cables have gold-plated connectors... Hey, guys, Jake here. We had a little audio glitch. Uh, it basically just ruined me saying the words corrosive resistance. Don't buy monster cables, guys. <laughs> um, no, I already knew that. I already knew not to yes. buy those. Um, also, I did not know great gold was a good conductor. I thought it was bad, but I don't know anything about metallurgy. So thank you, Raymond. Uh, but computing is based on semiconductors. Basically, they are materials that can change state between more conductive and more resistive. These high and low current states make up the ones and zeros of binary computing. Everyone following along so far? I feel like this is... I'm there. This is pretty easily laid out. Consequently, something with uniform conductivity couldn't be a computer. It would just be a giant bare wire because there's nothing to switch states from. That okay. makes a lot of sense. I didn't know any of that. I went to film school. <laughs> um, and then uh, his sign-off is Bzorp Raymond. I have a question about our buddy Raymond. Okay. We don't know his last name. He's very mysterious. He is a very mysterious man. Is his, he is an international man of mystery. Is his last name Beekman? Because this <laughs> dude knows everything. Dude knows everything. <laughs> it's his world. We're just living it. <laughs> yeah, he, it's insane. Raymond knows a little bit about Whenever everything. Whenever we have a question, Raymond answers it. Uh, you know what I'm thankful for? Raymond. Yes. Because he knows all the qu the answers to the questions <laughs> that we have. This show would be at least 70% less informative if Raymond wasn't listening. For sure. So thank you. And to thank all of our listeners for sending us stuff. Uh, Alberto, we're going to get to your email on Monday. It's uh, it's his first one that he all sent right. to us. He just Very started listening. About Very that. excited about it. Now we're going to talk about the jokes on blue. Hey guys, one last thing. Stick around till the very end because we end up talking about The Order, the new movie starring a bunch of Power Rangers. Uh, we talk about it at the end because we're dumb dumbs and forgot to talk about it at the beginning. And we talk about it for like 20 minutes, I think. It's it's worth your time. So just stick around for that. Did they name it that just for the pun? Yes. How are you surprised by that? Because like I wouldn't even do that. Because <laughs> the joke's not on blue. It's not a, one joke. Like we said, <laughs> one joke is on blue. Right. But that's it. It kind of doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. It's just for the pun. They just did it for the pun. We start off at the high school. You remember how they're high schoolers? <laughs> there has been like a legit 20 episodes since they've been in the high school. Well, they're back. Tanya's helping an orange kid out. He his he is not orange, but he has an orange shirt on. He Yes. Though, it disproves our theory because later he has a green shirt on. Then after that, he's got a purple shirt on. So like. Kids all over the place, vis-a-vis -vis color themes. The green one is green and white striped. And it's like a turquoise. Would you call it a turquoise? An aquamarine? I would call it green. I don't think. I, don't I think it was like a lighter green. It's like an offish green, yeah. yeah. I only know nine colors, though, so I'm not good at describing <laughs> things. So she's like giving him the tour, her and Adam. 
It's time for tandem one. <laughs> so long I forgot what it's called. But they're like helping out together. So I feel like I feel like Tanya is giving him the tour. Adam is tagging along because he got a free period or whatever. Right. Uh, so we hear a girl scream, and there's a bunch of fake spiders that descend from the ceiling. And the girl's like, ah! And we don't learn this guy's name for a little while. It's Robert. Yeah, I think she might have said it like right at the beginning as they rounded the corner, but the music was still fading. The music out. was still fading. I was. I still, wasn't really paying attention. I was excited <laughs> for them being at school again. So I don't know. Might have been under like a bell. <laughs> who knows? Probably or under her scream. Who who knows what's going on? There's a bunch of fake spiders. We see Cat and like the other Rangers except Tommy. We'll talk about that in a little bit. She's like Angel Grove novelty shop. Yeah, one one of the other Rangers. I think it was Rocky. It's like, I guess they didn't call the exterminator. Yeah. And then Cat, because I guess that implies that they think these are real. First of all. For like a second, but Cat, being the bravest ranger, just grabs, grabs one. Grabs one, and she's like, oh no, it's fake. I thought I just grabbed, she's from Australia, she doesn't care about yeah. these spiders. This these American spiders spider is not going yeah. to hurt her. Besides, it, like, it was like a novelty spider, so it was huge, right? Yeah. But that's like a baby spider in Australia. <laughs> that's like nothing. They have those for pets in Australia. <laughs> she's palm blind. What a, what a Place. <laughs> she was disappointed that it was fake. <laughs> She's like, I haven't killed a good spider in a while. Uh, so then we cut to the moon. Zed's driving the wicked Bego. He doesn't. It's not Winnebago. It's it's like Wicked Bego or something. It's stupid. Something very dumb. I don't like this anymore. <laughs> I'm very sick RV, of this plot. Yeah, the RV is overstayed. It's welcome. Yeah, and so he's like. I'm trying to get control of it or whatever. I don't I don't know. He's like, oh, we wouldn't be lost if Rito didn't lose the remote. So they're still on this stupid remote plot. Which the Power Rangers have it, and it's useless. And it's useless. So he kicks Rito and Goldar out of the RV, and he's like, don't come back until you find something useful. That's all the instructions he gives. That's dumb and bad. Yeah. That's dumb and bad, Zed. You should be ashamed of yourself. The RV should have been just like a one-off, like, funny gag that We rented did. it for the season. We're using it for the season. Why are they aimlessly driving an RV around the moon? It said they've been driving for 2,000 miles. I don't know the circumference of the moon off the top of my head. Don't worry. We will in a minute. But we will in a second. <laughs> so I don't know what the plan is. But also, the idea that, like, you just find something on the moon where there's, like, nothing. Come on. You got a number for me? The moon is 6,786 miles around. Cir- around. Circumference. Cir- circumferented. That's a bad word that I made up. So that they have been driving for a third of the About moon. About a third of the moon. And they still haven't found... That's a, that's a Texas to New Hampshire, if you want to put that on a USA map. 2,000 miles. Is that's it 2,000? Roughly, That sounds yeah. a little bit more than that, but you're right. That's a lot. Yep. And that's not guaranteed in a straight line because they're weaving all over the place. Yeah, they're just like probably doing donuts just for two thousand miles. Like, yeah, doing what donuts. What is the plan? He's going mudding on the moon. We've been doing this for so long. I don't even know why they're doing it. They're trying to find the palace to get rid of Louis Kaboom. So Rita doesn't know where on the moon her own palace. Maybe was? there's two palaces on the moon. Moon's getting awful cluttered if there's two palaces. <laughs> that's not the point. <laughs> they drive away. Rito and Goldar find a golf ball. You don't. You said you didn't understand this. No, well, I I understand it sort of now, but I still don't understand why this had to happen. He finds the golf ball, and Rito puts it in his eye as a gag. Ah. Right. <laughs> Get a Goldar guess. knocks it on the ground. 
And I think Rito picks it back up and just throws it into a hill, and then a bunch of pink lightning shoots out of it. Like purple pink lightning. Not out of it, but around but where around where it landed. So the golf ball is the, the golf ball that Neil Armstrong hit on the moon. Like he played I get that. Yeah, he played a little golf. That makes sense. That's fine. Yeah. What I don't understand, we will talk about when it comes back up. Okay. The golf ball and the lightning are unrelated. That was a coinky dink. If okay. That's, if that's your question. Okay. Because I felt like it summoned them. It's what it looked like, but it, I'm <laughs> I'm 99% sure that it was just a coincidence. Okay. Well, then I like the callback to the, the golf ball. Okay. I like that a lot. So we cut to the juice bar. <laughs> a girl, we, we're on bulk and skull. And uh, a, a waitress walks by, so Ernie's hired some help. It's not Emily. It's not Emily because she's at the beach. She's she palace. runs she runs the beach club, <laughs> and so this girl walks by, and uh, we affectionately refer to this as getting Shawn Michaels. Yes. Um, but it's basically when you go to like s- like summon someone or say hi or whatever, and they totally don't even see you. Yeah. Because he he like reaches. To like get the girl's attention, and she just beelines for the power. She Rangers. also has like a soda on this. A soda and some French fries. Uh, right, the French <laughs> fries set up the joke on blue. The joke on blue. The one joke on blue. We she she walks over to the table. It's all the Rangers except Tommy. Tommy is on. He's at the reservation. He's visiting uh, Trueheart and David. When did they say that? Very quickly. Very right in the beginning. Tommy's at the reservation. Hello, Robert. Hello, Robert. <laughs> Hello, new Tommy. <laughs> Cat and Jason are getting a little snuggly. I'm really into that. They're very. They? I didn't notice. They're getting a little snuggly. <laughs> this is all right. This is Power Rangers very subtly being like, "Hey guys, teenagers have hormones. Yeah, teenagers just need a warm body to rub I up like against." Kason way more than Tomcat. Kason is way better than Tomcat <laughs> for sure. Uh, it does not come to pass. I don't know if we should use Tomcat because that's Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes. <laughs> I feel yeah, we'll, we'll use it. I feel well. What's the what's the other option? Katami. That's Katami or or Tom Thrid. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. No, we're gonna go with Tomcat. Yeah, I'm trying to put it together. Plus, it's, it's a word which I like. So uh, Tomat. Tomat. <laughs> no, I don't like that either. Tomathry. Nope. I tried to do different. Did things. you want to call her Kathy? Can you imagine her cat's name was Kathy? No, I tried to do like, like Catherine she, in the middle of Tommy. Like she has like some estranged cousins who call her Kathy. And she's like, oh, stop it. <laughs> I just decided I'm not going to talk to you anymore. <laughs> You're out of the family. You're being cut off. <laughs> Don't talk to me or my sons ever again. Ever again. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, she's, what was Kat wearing? Part one. She's got, we don't see her pants at all. She's, it's only waist up. But it's like a, a sweater that's sleeveless and a turtleneck, which I feel like is counterproductive in several ways. But it looks good on her, so who am I? Who am I to judge? I definitely think this is a fashion over function kind of thing going on. Definitely. Yeah. They're talking about the pranks going on. Oh, I think that back in the school, they were like, Robert, I hope this doesn't color your opinion of our high school. And then Jason's like real serious, like, yeah, everyone's real friendly here. Everyone's friendly here, Robert. (laughs) Everyone here's real friendly, okay? God, get off our backs, Robert. We're all friendly here. Oh. Nailed it, Jason. Uh, they're, they're talking about pranks, and then the joke, you guys, is on blue because Rocky gets some fries and he grabs a ketchup and he goes to squirt it and just like 
all the ketchup comes out. Yeah, the top just falls off. Yeah. And the ketchup comes out. He's like, oh, this is my third batch of fries. This is the third time this week that someone has, prank- has given me a fry prank. I keep falling for the same joke. You'd think. <laughs> you would think after the second after one. After the second one, you're like, okay, I'm checking all these ketchup. That you would instinctively. For the rest of my life, I'm going to check my ketchup. Ever. Because I do stuff like I don't I, like I don't know exactly what I can't say off the top of my head, but I know there's things that I do in my everyday life that are like just instinctual. You got burned twice. Because I got before. burned twice, and I was not gonna let it happen a third time. <laughs> uh, so then Tanya's like, "Oh, you should learn to take a joke, Rocco." She calls him Rocco, by the way. Yes. And uh, and he's yo like, Rocco. Yo Rocco. <laughs> when when was who said that? Ash did to Brock. Oh. <laughs> In the last anime episode, which you can find right now, patreon.com slash heyjacobjack. Yes, you can. Uh, for any any amount, any any donation will get <laughs> you. from the episode, Brocko's Modern Life. Is that what Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good job. <laughs> She's like, yeah, Rocco, you learn to take a joke or just like scan your ketchup in the future. And she goes to put mustard on her fries, which is number one, what? gross. No. Well, there were also plates with burgers on Did the she, table. Okay, maybe she had. So but maybe she was, she was putting it on a burger. Give her the BOTD. She's putting it on a burger. But hers is like this Aristol CO2 <laughs> enhanced mustard that literally just sprays all over her. <laughs> and she's like, ah, this is dry clean only. Yeah, she has like a like some kind of velvet shirt on. Some crushed velvet shirt. Very I don't weird. Know. Very 1996. <laughs> Six? I tried to say. <laughs> I said, okay, let me go back. I tried saying 1997, and I was like, that's not right. Correct. And it came out 1996. So I'm sorry, guys. She's like, this is dry clean only, which means the shirt is still dirty. That's a Mitch Hedberg joke. You're welcome. So uh, then this woman comes in. Out of nowhere, she has a a pie on her head, like <laughs> face down, and she's like, "I've had it with these practical jokes. By the time Mister Kaplan gets back, I'll have rounded up the jokesters." She says, "Like from vacation or I guess sabbatical or it's, something." It's weird that this is her and not just Ernie, right? It is. I like to think because Ernie is not in the school. No. As much as this scene wants us to believe that. Well, yeah, because she comes in in this place and she's like, I will get to the bottom of this in I, this private <laughs> establishment. I, I like to think that the pie fell on her head in the school and she was like, I'm going to go where all the teens are <laughs> and I'm going to yell at them. She walked all <laughs> she the walked way across the, the street <laughs> with a pie on her head just to prove a point. Well, it's commitment. Bulk and Skull are like, hey, we're detectives. We can solve this case. We'll find out who your pranksters are for. A fee, obviously. And she's like, yeah, absolutely. Get to the bottom of this. But then two guys poke their heads in. They're in, like, detective trench coats and fedoras. Their names are Humphrey and Bogart, which I think are fake names. They are for sure detective aliases. They are not Yeah, they are not real teenagers' names. This is just like Chris and Jimmy. Yeah. You know, like, it's not, it's not Humphrey and Bogart. But they're like... Yeah, see, they're, they don't have, like, gangster <laughs> accents. I don't know why I did that. Because <laughs> the way they're dressed. They put on an accent. They they, have, they are affecting a tone of voice. I don't... Yeah. It's, it's, it's not an accent as much as a dialect. Those are, those are different, Those are right? different, yeah. Um, it's weird. It's just trying, very weird. They're trying to be Humphrey Bogart, right, in the Maltese Falcon. That's what they're trying to do. It's, everyone can see that. But they're like, 
We are ace crime solvers. Here's our card. We're ace crime solvers. They wouldn't be able to find sand on the beach. Yeah, or bread at the bakery. Hey, I know how to find bread in a bakery. <laughs> that first one's a little tricky, but I got that second <laughs> one down. And she's like, all right, whichever duo finds the prankster first will be handsomely rewarded. And here's how. <laughs> I made that joke while we were watching it, yeah. and now I did it again for all of you. The choice is yours, and yours alone. Yeah, so the duo that finds the culprit gets to go to space they camp. They get to go to space camp, they get the Nintendo 64. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's 1996, it's out. That's true. Apparently. You could play Mario. You could. And like, have your mind get blown. What else was on it? Early aught, like Killer Instinct Gold. I'm trying to think of all the games I rented. Mischief Makers. Mischief Makers. I don't know when Biofreaks came out. No, I did rent that one. I love it. I own Biofreaks. I made sure to hunt a copy of Biofreaks down because <laughs> of how much I love that game. I don't know what else, though. I have no idea what else. Uh, uh, Jet Force Gemini, maybe? Maybe. Now I'm just naming games that were on the N64 that I know uh, came out. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of ones that I rented before I owned a lot. I don't know. Uh, the, only one I, the only one I owned for a while was Mario. Well, that I was just, the game. Yeah, I just keep coming back to Mischief Makers. Guys, check out Mischief Makers. I've never even heard of it. And Iggy's Wrecking Balls. Never heard of that either. That one, that's a very weird game. It sounds <laughs> it. So then we cut back to the moon where the lightning spits out Machina and Sprocket. And then two others in Can, a second lightning? I will accept that. Can we go back to last episode? Yes. Maybe i forgotten what happened, but didn't Louis Kaboom lock up Machina and Sprocket? Or did he lock up somebody else? No, he threw them in the dungeon last episode. Okay. They got out via lightning. You know what? Maybe it was the same lightning. Maybe the two people who come out through the lightning got them out. Oh, maybe. And they might have said that. And neither of they us did heard not it. say they that. Didn't I, say don't, it? Okay. I don't think so. So the two people that come out are Gasket and Archerina. That's Prince Gasket, if you're nasty, because he <laughs> is Mondo's oldest son. Yes. Which is what a revelation. Then Mondo's got another one. Even though he said, like, when's Gasket coming? It's it's Sprocket's older brother. Right. In O Ranger, it's Sprocket. He's grown up Sprocket. Yeah. So Sprocket gets decapitated. Machina blasted off into space with Sprocket's head and then just like built him an older body and also a new head. <laughs> yep. Archerina is Sprocket's wife and she is. Nope, Gasket's wife. That's what I meant to say. Sprocket's yeah. too young to marry. He's, he's just a fat baby. He's just a fat baby robot. They boy. built him right. as a fat baby, and I'm never gonna get over that. Nope. And then you're gonna stay this way forever. What a what a private hell you're gonna be in. <laughs> um, so Archerina is Gasket's wife. They eloped because Aragog. That's a that's a Harry Potter monster. I don't know what the guy's name is, but I heard Aragog. I can't remember. It's Air something. Zordon lays out their whole story for us because yeah. we get footage of them in the viewing globe. And, sort of. Yes, kind of. And then they're like, Zordon, do you know who that is? He's like, yeah, that's Mondo's other son. And then Jason goes, you mean there's another sprocket running around? And Zordon's like, oh, if honey. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> no. If it was just another sprocket, I would not be this worried. So basically, she's the daughter of this other machine empire and they fell in love and got married and they had to elope because neither of the kings liked they were you know enemies so that could not work there was a flag last episode with what we thought was archerina's face on it king eridon eridon okay 
Yep. It's not Aragog, who is a giant spider. Who was King Mondo's arch nemesis. That's why they had to elope, because their parents would not have approved. And now that Mondo is temporarily out of the picture, rebuilding himself, doing or whatever Machina explained it. I don't remember. I don't know. Gaskets back and he's going to run the family business. Yeah. So she's like, I'm glad you're back because this usurper, Louis Kaboom, has been taken over and it's a mess up here. So you need to do something about it because you're the next in line. It's your throne because, yeah, your dad's dead for now or whatever. Uh, Zen, Goldar and Rito, who see this, are like, oh, we got to go tell Zed and Rita. So they run off. We cut to the power chamber, and Billy is like, there you go, Jason. I supercharged your staff, so now when it uses power, it gets power. Yeah, it will regain power even when you're using it in battle. I don't know what that means or why this was a thing we needed. And then Jason's like, yeah, more power. Oh, 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 oh. Then there's an alert on the galactic sensor. So they're also... Keeping tabs on the whole galaxy. <laughs> but it's just the moon. It's just what happened on the moon just now. You'd think they'd have a moon sensor. And it would just say, hey, moon. But, you know, maybe maybe they shouldn't have a moon sensor because there's always bad stuff on the moon. It would be going off 24-7. Yeah. I just realized also while we were watching this that Billy runs over to the control panel and just, like, looks at the buttons on it and says, oh, it's a reading from the moon. I don't know if it's spitting out, like, a little ticker tape or that if, says moon Or on if there's, it. like, a light-labeled moon that's lit up. <laughs> and, and there's, like, this, like, screen that has, like, a thermal image of them, I guess. And he's and They've he's, looked right at the moon before. I don't look. So. I don't know. What's the plan, Power Rangers? There isn't one. Look, old Jim Suave is new. He's never written before. He doesn't know the rules. And as we have established, no one double checks the work. That's true. It just one draft and it goes out that way. <laughs> this is when Zoran explains all about yeah, you know, Archerina and Gaskin and all that. And he's awful chatty this episode, which is a little weird now. Yeah. Um, yeah it used to not be, but Coming now off it is. The string of him going, I don't know. Billy, figure it out. <laughs> Deal with it. Whatever. We cut to the school. This is the next day. Or or Hmm. Now I'm confused on the timeline because we're just going to assume this is the next day. This is where the, the day changes over. Okay. Because if not, I will melt because it doesn't make any sense and I can't explain <laughs> it. Okay. Okay. So the next day, Bulk and Skull are looking for clues. They're like going through lockers. Not going through, but like looking at them with magnifying glasses. Well, Kat opens her locker and there's a creepy clown in there that blows a balloon up and pops it full of confetti all confetti over Confetti all over her, yeah. Uh, and uh, she has like just... Such good hair. Her hair is so great. What was Cat wearing part two? She's got a sleeveless pink button-up and black shorts. Uh, she's showing Robert around today, so I guess like they have adopted him. The Power Rangers have adopted him as their like, new kid that we'll never see again after this episode. He only exists for like 10 seconds at the end. That's, those 10 seconds are like, the whole reason he's the even reason in this episode. Yeah. Because they don't explain anything to him. They're not like, oh, by the way, every day. They don't explain anything to him, and they don't explain him to us. Yeah. He's he, just following them around sometimes. Well, he's they, they say in the beginning that he's new, and that's it. And that's it. And and I guess that, like, I don't know if this ever happened at your school, but sometimes there's new kids. They would get, like, assigned someone that would, like, show them around the school for a day. And might have. I was never picked because I wasn't. Well, know, it was usually like, you know, I wasn't one of the outgoing ones who was, would do that kind of thing. It was usually like the student body, someone in the, in the student like class. Right. You I know, presidency. Not one of I, those. Was, I was not either. Um, I didn't even run. Jacob ran once. That was a real funny election, but, <laughs> you know, they're popularity contests. So, yeah. You know, he didn't win. He, I, I do want to point out, 
he was very popular. <laughs> but he was not as popular as the other four people on, on the other team, you know, so it didn't work out. They're like, oh, Bogan Skull, this came from the Angel Grove novelty shop. You need to get to the bottom of this. Never once did they go to the Angel Grove novelty shop. No. That would be too easy. Thank goodness they deliver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Keep that in your pocket. So we cut to the moon. Louis Kaboom is just like chilling out. And Archerino blazes in in this like electric pink blast and just like cuts him up, I guess. No, she shoots him with a love arrow. That's afterwards, but she comes in and just like zooms around him. Oh, I didn't really notice that. So she lands and she's like, oh, Louis Kaboom, you're in charge, huh? And he's like, who are you? And she's like, you'll find out soon. And then Gasket comes in. She's like, this is Prince Gasket. And Gasket's like, I see you've met Archerina. <laughs> wow, that really was that soon. Was, it was very soon. Called your shot, Archerina, and you nailed it. Um, and Gasket's like, Archerina, take care of him. So she shoots him with an arrow. It's a love arrow. He gets cupided. Cuped? He gets cuped. He's cuped. And he's like, Archerina, I love you. I'll give you the oice. The univoice. The univoice. <laughs> and she's like, good. Go kill the Power Rangers. And he's like, anything for you. Now, to this point, we've never seen Louis Kaboom grow and fight. That's true. So He's just been, like, in command. Yeah. So like, And he's got, like, medals all over his chest. Like, he's got, like, a gold medal. And he's got, like, like a lot of little silver medals. I noticed that his gold medal is, like, a sexy mudflap lady on a rocket ship. I feel like that is an image that was used at some point. Just, like, a sexy lady... Riding a bomb. Probably they used to paint it on bombs. They used to paint a bunch of stuff on bombs yeah. when they dropped them. Not like you would, if you're on the receiving end, you'd be able to tell. Right. It's not on there for you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So he leaves. We he teleports out, and I realize that he's just like a rocket turtle. Oh, he's, yeah. He's the most Pokemon monster that the Machine Empire yeah. has. By the way, Rocket Turtle will be my, my second favorite Pokemon of Generation 7, <laughs> should it exist. You name him Louie. I would name him. Uh, I don't know what I would name him because I have a I have a naming convention, but maybe I would right. break it just this once, just for <laughs> Louis. Uh, my favorite is obviously Poplio. He's my sweet baby water puppy, and I love him. <laughs> we cut to the juice bar. Adam and Rocky are well. Jason is showing Adam and Rocky like a new kick. He's like, I've been working on my kick. Yeah, we know you always are working on your kick. You're gr- the first thing yeah. you do is kick great, Jason. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's how, like, what do you guys think of it? And he kicks the punching bag right off the <laughs> chain. Clean off. Uh, or that dumps confetti. I think it was just confetti. I think what it was is that like, the weight was counterbalancing it. So when the weight was gone, the thing shut up. So whoever up. planted this knew he was going to kick this bag off. I guess. Or maybe they rigged it so that it released. I like to think Jason kicked this like, bag right off I the chain. I also like to think. Like in, uh, in Lucha <laughs> Underground, when, when Puma just straight up. Punches through a... He punched a hole through A one. hole through one, just because he's got that Puma power. <laughs> Don't mess with him. <laughs> Puma power. He gets a bunch of glitter on him. He's like, oh, we got pranked again. There's all these pranks going on. We need to find out who this is. Then we cut to Louie, who's gigantic, and just running through the city causing havoc. The Rangers don't find out about this for minutes. Yeah. He's wrecking a lot of stuff. He could probably... A lot of empty warehouses are falling. Are, are just gone now. They have to rebuild new empty warehouses. It's going to be the empty lot district pretty soon. Right? I think it would probably... It, they would just call it the Monster Arena District, right? <laughs> like, that's what I would call it if I ran Angel Grove. 
we cut to Kat and Tanya, and I don't know what they're talking about. It's probably not important. Tanya's wearing like a blue silk shirt, which is just weird. I don't know why it's weird to me, but she's not wearing enough yellow to make me go, oh, Tanya. Right. You know? I don't know what it was. I, don't, I didn't even notice, so. It's just, I'm very concerned with <laughs> the outfits on this show. <laughs> For whatever reason, that's the that's where I planted my flag, is in outfits. Kat is also wearing something new. We're going to talk about it at the end when we get a better view of it. But they see the two, you know, Humphrey and Bogart, the ace guys, and they have a box full of Angel Grove novelty shop stuff, and they're like, yeah, one more prank, and no one will want those that Bulk and Skulls business ever again. They, they call them Bulkmeyer and Skullovich. Yeah, how dare you? Well, I guess that's fine. You don't deserve to call them Bulk and Skull. See, I'm the other way with my name. You have to earn the right to call me Joshua. I would never call you Joshua. I know, but like you could, and it would be fine. Tony- I, w- I won't say her name. My boss at work the other day called me Joshua, and I like... I think I glared at her. <laughs> so you have not earned that right, madam. My boss, every once in a while, calls me Jacob, but absent-mindedly, so I'm fine, though I do feel like I'm in trouble when I hear it. Right. Please don't call me Jacob. I'll our, think I'm in trouble. H- our HR boss calls me Joshua, though, now that I'm thinking about it, and I'm fine with that one because I like her. Yeah, she's so. fine. <laughs> uh, but, like, I so throughout my entire tenure in high school, I was called JJ. That was my nickname because my best friend's name was Jacob. It was easier. I also I came prepackaged with the nickname JJ. I don't remember when I got it. It just happened <laughs> at some point, right? So then I graduated and I went to college. And I was JJ there, and then I. But when I was working, my mom. I worked where my mom worked, and she calls me Jake because everyone in my family calls me Jake, except right. for my little brother. So everyone at work calls me Jake. That's why you call me Jake. That's why I go by Jake on like now because I got used to it again right. after twelve years of not being <laughs> Jake, and I was like, oh no, I like it. Uh, when my roommate calls me JJ as a joke, I'm like, don't you dare. <laughs> it sounds it sounds weird when you say it. And I don't like it. I tried it once and I immediately it wanted to It didn't work. Back. It didn't work. <laughs> it's the same thing when my friends who call me JJ call me Jake. I'm but like, I did it by accident because I think your brother was brother there and like did. just called you yeah. that. So it just came out and I was like, oh, no, no. <laughs> no, you're trying to grab it. Get back. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's just Calling people things is weird, and they call them Bulkmeyer and Skullovich because they have not earned the right to call them Bulk and Skull. Right. They don't know. They're not friends. They ain't friends. Go back to whatever Casablanca marathon you walked out of. There's only one movie. You can't marathon one movie. I mean... Unless you just watch it a bunch. I bet some people could. <laughs> Probably. It's a good movie. I don't know if I would watch it more than once in a row, though. No. Anyway, the Power Rangers communicator goes off, and they hide behind... You know, Cat and, and and Tanya, I forgot who it was. They hide behind the the pillar that they're like hiding behind. So they like duck behind it. Humphrey and Bogart hear this and go, "What was that? Nothing. Let's go." Like they don't investigate it. Some detectives, you are awful detectives. They're just pranksters, pranking people, saying they're detectives. When they showed up that first time in the juice bar, yeah, I said, "Oh, I wonder who the pranksters are." <laughs> right. <laughs> Yeah, like I was right because like halfway between then and now, I was like, maybe it's Robert. That's the only other person it could be is Robert because he's the other new person. How great would it have been if it was Rocky and he's just and he was just <laughs> dumping ketchup <laughs> on his fries to sell the prank? Oh, I would love that. That would be awesome. That's not the case. Nope. Zordon's like, hey, you gotta go. Kaboom's messing with the city, or you gotta come back here. So they teleport back to the command center. Then Jason, Adam, and Rocky teleport in, and they're like, here's Louis Kaboom. He's destroying the city. Hold on a second, everyone. Don't panic. 
or anything, which you're not. So good. I know. They're all just like, oh, no. Oh, he's ruining everything. Uh, That's awful. This is what happens when I try to do an accent and decide I don't want to do one. Why was there? Because here's what I was doing. Trying to sound like all of them at once. Why was a (laughs) chimney sweep in there? And why is he so cash about a giant rocket turtle destroying the city? Because I was like, I'm going to sound like Cat, but then I'm also going to sound like Rocky. And And then kind of Adam. And and then, oh, no. I want to go back again. <laughs> you settled on young Dick Van Dyke from Mary Poppins. Anyway. <laughs> and I also had to sound not worried, so that's just a, a chimney Oh, sweep. no. Oh, no. He's oh. wrecking everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> So once they shoo the chimney sweep out of there, they're like, hey, you don't belong here. You don't have a power coin, sir. <laughs> you have to leave. <laughs> Technically, none of them have a power coin. So is that protection gone? You can only get into the basement if you don't have a power coin. I guess. And the basement is a bigger power chamber. Uh, or was it the power chamber? I don't know. We're not going to worry about that. That's, I know, I know you a- needed a power coin to get into the command center because that's how Tommy got in. And right. Jordan was like, you can't come in. He's like, yes way, and he, <laughs> he just rips everything. all the cables out. He he puts he puts a bad expired copy of of <laughs> Earth, tear running down my cheek right of now. the Earthlink startup <laughs> disc into Alpha Five, who shuts it and it shuts him down, and they start ripping stuff up. <laughs> um, anyway, oh, in the, it's starting to get hot in the zeo in the zeo present, <laughs> Tommy finally teleports in. It's been forever. Like, he hasn't been in the whole episode. He's like, hey, guys, glad I could be here. It's Morpher time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they morph, they teleport, they summon the the shape zords who get shot out of the cannon thing. And they all land, and they start fighting Louis Kaboom, who is Bomber the Great. He's a general, a former general, so, like, he's not messing around. No, they hit him with a lot of finishing blows that he just, like, shakes off. Yeah, he's like, get out of here. Use guys, get out of (laughs) here. I gotta give the univoice to my girlfriend Archerina. <laughs> to my married robot girlfriend Archerina. Do you think that's how her and Gasket started? And it's like a Rita and Zed situation where it ran out, but he was like, oh no, I do love her. No, I mean. Or he just loves her. I think he was like, hey, as far as robots go, he's a robot, right? So he's he like, hey, that's a sexy robot. I wanna, I wanna build babies with that robot. <laughs> 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 And so she's like, Zordon calls Prince Gasket Mondo's oldest manufactured son. Yes, which means that for sure they built a fat baby robot <laughs> just to be a fat baby robot boy forever, which is, again, very mean. <laughs> it's very cruel. So anyway, uh, they keep getting beat up and they finally, Jason shows up. I don't know. He had to walk to Pyramidus. He forgot where he parked it. He morphed with the rest of them. Yeah. Oh, BT dubs. He, they show his outside of the morph screen. Yeah, they morph. They split with him and Tommy. It's pretty awesome when but, they did the YMCA. Yeah, but confirmed, no morpher. No morpher. No zeonizer. Nothing. Like just his communicator. Just and nothing that's but it. Gold Ranger power, yeah. baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to quote another international man of mystery, Austin Powers. So then they... Did you just make an Austin Powers joke in the year of our Lord, 2016? Yes, I did. All right. And I'm very ashamed of myself. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, the reason I did is because it's kind of been on my mind because they did some jokes on Cool Games, Inc. about Austin Powers. I had a whole 
episode. A whole game about it. Yeah, a game about it. But someone made this animation of them, and I it's like a minute long, and I just I've watched it like eight times. It's very funny. <laughs> Um, that'll link in the episode's page whenever those go up. During during the hiatus. The hiatus. And then with Turbo, I'm just going to st- for sure stay on track because it's it's very difficult not to. <laughs> I promise. I'm making a real promise that I'm going to stay on track with Turbo. <laughs> Speaking of Turbo, I got some people to watch the Jacket episode. Annie and, Annie and Jonathan. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan's never seen Turbo before from what I could gather. Well, welcome to the club, buddy. It, you peaked. You watched the best episode. Um, also, Artley watched it, and uh, she 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 had seen it before. I don't know if she rewatched. It. I think she did. Um, but there was a whole big discussion about it, and uh, it's great. I got. I just had to find a picture specifically to answer her being like, "No, the jacket episode's terrible." And I was like, "What? I can't hear you over this Megazord wearing a jacket because <laughs> he's a giant cop Megazord wearing a terrible plaid jacket." <laughs> It's my favorite. That makes him evil. It makes him evil. It's an evil jacket. <laughs> Turbo's the best, you guys. Anyway, Pyramides comes in, he god lightnings, and then uh, then we get Tackle Boy. They summon up Tackle Boy. Jason who- says, Tommy, get the defender wheel. Jason says, and then Tommy goes, yeah, I'll get the warrior wheel. Look. Because they're different swords. <laughs> look. Jason was just reading the handbook about the Defender Wheel. Also, isn't it technically Jason's Zord? Wasn't it given to him by Trey? That's what it seemed like, because that's what they said. That's why it seemed like that. Regardless of who gets ownership of Tackle Boy, Tackle Boy's here, and now that he has uh, the best name, I like him a thousand times better. Yeah. We were, like, chanting for Tackle Boy when he showed up. You got Red Puncher, you got Tackle Boy, it's just a good season all around for names. Yeah, it's... It's a good time. Fortunately, so, he doesn't do much. He gets bold at Louis Kaboom. And that just kind of staggers it Louis. It knocks him down. Long enough for them to form the new Ultra Zeozord, which has the Shape Zord in it. So the whole like, Megazord. They don't break apart. Yeah. They just step in. Yeah, it's just like the Megazord gets into a Megazord, <laughs> and that's what happens. And then it the camera spins around, and by the time it spins around, Red Puncher's on it. It has Red Puncher's handguns on the shoulders, at least. So they... Completely 100% murder destroy Louis Kaboom. Well, they shoot him with their Ultra Mega Z- Super Zeo Zord blast. Yeah. And that knocks him down. He's on fire. He's like, oh, Acharina. He says something. Oh, I failed you. Sorry. Uh. And then he stands up and then he falls down and blows up. <laughs> um, two things, Power Rangers. He is a literal bomb. Mm-hmm. So like, maybe get him away from the city when you decide to blow him up. Because like this could have gone way worse. Well, well it, it's 1996. It's a pre-9-11 world. Right. So. <laughs> Which means they were more apt to do things like that. Right. Because it wasn't real yet, you know? <laughs> um, also, he just sets, like, a whole portion of the city on fire. Like, there's just, like, a huge fire. And I was like, if this wasn't a, to scale, you know? Right. <laughs> like, just, like, a, like, three city blocks would be on fire right I like now. to think that's why he didn't blow up right away. Because the fire had to, like, ignite him on the inside. And then that's what blew him up. I like that. Maybe he's not... No, his name's Louis Kaboom. He's got to be a bomb. He's a missile, right? Yeah, he's he could, like a rocket, but I think they saw a rocket and it was like, that's a bomb. It's Kaboom. Right. Because they call him Louis Rocket Ship. Because what's his name in the Sentai? Bomber the Great. Bomber the Great. So no, it is He's a, a bomb. He's a bomb. No, he's a bomb. And like his little, little like pins are bombs and he's got a sexy lady on a, on a missile, so... So Louis's dead. We cut to the moon and Gas gets like, yeah, right? And Archery's like, oh, I failed you. I'm sorry. My love... Arrow didn't work. 
And he's like, no, it totally did, because like Louis's dead now. Yeah, <laughs> we just <laughs> wanted Louis out of the way. Now yeah. we now we can run the place. And she's like, oh, you're right, aha! And they laugh, and they're very cute together. She has like human hands in a in a metallic glove, yeah. or whatever. Uh, she also has fingernails. <laughs> I noticed yep. at one point while she was laughing. Uh, well, she got to look good for her man. And also, like, maybe just for her. Maybe she likes doing her nails. Her robot but she nails. Was, she was built with fingernails. Well, look. A lot of weird robot choices. She was also built with, like, other weird robot choices. Yes. We won't get into on an all-ages podcast. No. I have some mixed feelings about Archerita. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Probably confused a lot of children. Yeah. <laughs> Much like Candy Kong or Gasket from... Uh, right. Gadget from uh, Rescue Rangers. Right. Anything of that ilk. You guys can fit. You can put the pieces together, I'm sure. You're a smart group of people. <laughs> um, Candy Kong's just not right. So then we cut to Rito and Goldar, and they run around the corner like, Zen, oh man, we got news. And they're like, yeah, whatever. While you were lollygagging, Gasket and Archerina came back. How did they know? I, they're in an RV. They're in an RV. They're watching cartoons. I don't know. They're like, now, instead of Louis Kaboom, because the Power Rangers killed him, we have... Competent people to deal with. This is terrible. You failed us. Yeah. You two that we got back just. And then cause. Zed's like, what did you have to say? And Rito goes, I found a golf ball. <laughs> and then I guess they leave without them. I don't know what happens. I, I, I have no remember. idea. Then we probably cut- wax him with his staff. You're stupid. Probably. Then we cut to the juice bar. The lady comes in. Her name's like Mrs. Rodriguez, something like that. I did not catch her name. Skull says it one time, and that's it. That's the only time we get her name. So she. Comes in, she sits down on a whoopee cushion, she gets pranked. Jason and Rocky and Adam are laughing and laughing and laughing. And presumably Robert, too, but we, he's not, like, in the same shot. Yeah, he's, like, just out of the frame. He's, he's at the table, but, but like, not allowed in the shot. Not in the frame. Uh, so she stands up and just yells at Bulk and Skull, Hey! Did you find the jerk yet? And they're like, well, you see about that. And then Humphrey and Bogart come in. They're like, we did. It's the new kid, Robert. Yeah. Who would have anything to gain from these? Maybe someone trying to make new friends. Robert? By pranking your new friends? By pranking everybody? What was your plan, Bogart and Humphrey? They didn't have an end game to this. Because then this man comes in. Oh, sorry. What was the cat wearing? Part three. The same thing from earlier that I said we were waiting for. She's got like a floral button-up that's tied off at the waist. Uh, just a direct shot to my heart. It's over, <laughs> it's over a pink shirt. She got her mom jeans back. Um, Hit you with that Archerina love there. Pretty much. Whew, I got cuped hard. <laughs> so she's like, here you go, joke man. There they are. And the joke man is delivering a box full of pranks to Humphrey and Bogart. And they're like, no, they're not ours. Yeah, he, he walks in and like, sets it on a stool. He's like, yeah. Got all your regulars, your plastic pukes, your rubber chickens. Your snakes in a can. Snakes in a can. And, and they're like, I think you got the wrong guys. They're like, no, you yeah, two are my best customers. He flips up his clip-on sunglasses over his regular glasses and like really squints at him. He's like, nope, you guys shop in my place all the time. You're always there. Bulk and Skull are terrible detectives because they could have just gone to this place. Yeah. It is labeled that they mention a hundred times. It has this bad sticker slapped on every prank. Except for maybe the ketchup bottle. I don't know. I hope so. I hope you pull it upside down and it said Angel Grove Novelty Shop. Right. It doesn't have any, like, screw on. That's the joke. Yeah. Is that it always just falls yeah, off. Yeah. It's a bad ketchup. That's the whole joke. So then Bulk and Skull slowly figure out who the culprit is. Bulk does. Bulk does. Skull gets there, but it takes him a long time. Because <laughs> uh, Bulk's like, 
and who just showed up and who wants us to not figure it out. And I forget what Skull says, but it's it's very funny, but I don't remember it. <laughs> I don't either. Um, and so it's like, it's them. They did it. And then Mrs. Rodriguez believes them and is like, you two come with me. And they walk away. And Skull's like, oh, all this crime solvent's got me famished. So he goes, he's like, ooh, peanuts from the joke box. And he goes to open it up. Snakes pop out. Everyone tries to warn him, too. Yeah. They're like, no, don't. It's bad. That's Why are you just a big idiot all that, of a sudden? That's literally just a a prank box, a box of pranks. And he's like, oh, peanuts. And he's like, ah! And then, then it freeze frames on his face screaming, but the audio of him screaming continues. Yeah. Also, at one point, he called dibs on the plastic puke. That is true. If he's nobody, like, well, he's like, if nobody wanted it. Nobody wants it. Uh, so, Josh, I started. I get to say what the best was. Yeah, man. I'm happy that Gasket and Archerina are here. Me too. Because they facilitate my favorite moment in Power Rangers. And also, I think they look cool. They have cool designs. Yeah. The word, I assume you agree, because you said, yeah. Do you have Do you have a different best? I'm going to tie it with Louis Kaboom being so formidable. That that was also pretty cool. Yeah. How, like, he finally was the big bad and, like, and he was hard to take down. Yeah. They had a harder time taking him down than Mondo, I feel like. Because they put the shape swords together and still couldn't beat him. Like They, had they to did not infinite light sword him. That is true. Uh, but yeah, he was harder to beat than Mondo. He hung in battle longer than Mondo yeah. did, I think. So the worst was Robert. Not for anything. He wasn't a bad actor. He didn't do anything no, bad. But he only existed for to be a culprit. Humphrey and Bogart to accuse him yeah. at the end. And he was just, he literally was just like, I hate to break it to you, but it's not me. And everyone's like, yeah, it's not him. <laughs> like, the Rangers like, he's been with us like 90% of yeah. the time. The pranks happened before he showed up. Come on, guys. But they didn't even bring up like the fact that he has not been pranked or anything. They could have set it up a lot better. Yeah. They could have done a, a better, you know, reveal. But like the way those two came in, I'm pretty sure babies were like, mm, it's the two new detectives. Yes. <laughs> That's who the pranksters are. Is that your is that your worst as well? Yeah, uh, the whole detective Robert Angle. I'm not really yeah. into. Yeah, and then MVP. I'm gonna say is no one really got a spotlight. I'm gonna give it to Cat and Tanya for actually solving the case <laughs> and then letting Bulk and Skull take the credit. I'm gonna give it to Archerina. That's also a good one. Yeah, she did good works. She did that. Like she just like came in and like she's like. For a robot, she's very pretty. Yes. Right? But also, like, super menacing. Yeah. She, when like, she, she, like, she would be very scary to encounter. Oh, for I sure. Think. But that's the episode. Though, we got one more thing we got to talk about because we forgot to talk about it in the beginning. So, congratulations, guys. We get a second chance to do this. So, the order, you've seen it, probably. This, like, teaser, these, like, multiple teasers for this thing called the order that we have no idea what it is. Well, we have some information now. Yeah. So today at 2 o'clock Central Time, 12 Pacific, 3 Eastern, w- 1 Mountain, if you live in the mountain region, uh, <laughs> uh, there was a Facebook, okay, there was a Facebook live chat. Now, before we talk about what was said at this Facebook live chat, I do want to say it was handled very poorly. First yeah. of all, there was zero coordination. Amongst any of the people involved. Except for five of them, I think five of them, who were all in the same room with each other. Yeah, it was um, it was Walter Jones, uh, Nakia Baris, Karen Ashley, Catherine Sutherland. And 
and Jake uh, from Megaforce. Uh, Az- Azim Azim Resnick, I think. I think no, so, so, something I like, like that. I'm pretty sure Resnick is the bad guy of Time Force, so that's probably wrong. It's it's Azim that's something. Rancic. Rancic. Maybe it is Resnick then. I don't know. And Jake from Megaforce. And maybe there was a couple other people there, but I don't think they were Power Rangers. I don't I've... I don't know. But they were in one place, but they also did separate Facebook chats at the same time on their personal pages. Yep. So everyone was just talking over each other, and it was a cluster F. I watched David Fielding's, because that's the only one that I could find, and no one put up a link. So the everything associated with this movie, this project so far, has been the-order-movie.com. That's a blank website. <laughs> it's just a picture of the order. That's it. Right. Guys. Come on. But I did some Google Foo. I found out where I could watch it. I'm very good at this kind of thing. It's like hunting down sources real quick. So I watched David Fielding's. I live tweeted it on our Twitter. So there's a good chance that you already saw it if you follow us on Twitter at Morphin Grid. Um, but I'm just going to go through a couple of things that we learned. So there's going to be a teaser trailer tomorrow, which to you was Wednesday, this past Wednesday. Right. I've also heard there's going to be a full length trailer. On Thursday. Well, because all of the photos, not photos, pictures, whatever. And the videos, that everything. have said coming on May 19th. Yeah. To which I thought, oh, the movie's done. That's what it seemed like, because they have been filming. According to Karen Ashley, because I watched Walter Jones' stream a little bit, and then I was like, oh, this is a mess. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm out. But according to Karen Ashley in that, they filmed like 10 days worth of work in three days. They were just filming like crazy to get enough together to like present it because also going up on wednesday or it's already up there'll be a link and we'll we'll tweet about it because i'm probably going to give some money to it is an indiegogo um depending on what the deal is right you know, I'll, I'll probably kick a couple bucks their way um but they they have funding in place they just and they have like a crew in place and they have the cast in place um but they just need like you know more for like distribution and like to you know to get i guess whoever their funders are like more comfortable with the fact of giving them money if they're not the only ones, um, which I'm fine with. Sure. I was talking with Alan about this the other day, and I'm totally cool with them using the fact that they're all Power Rangers to, like, promote this because, like, at the one hand, it could seem kind of cheap. And, like, Alan had some reservations about it, uh, and I totally understand them. I'm, I'm going to go ahead, and I'm just going to throw the fact out there that I don't think this movie is going to be Good? Oh, I doubt it will but be good. But I think I'm going to love it. I feel like it's going to be very fun. Yeah. But I don't think it's going to be a quality movie <laughs> because I don't think anyone is in charge of this movie. They put a poster out today, and if the quality of that poster is any indication of the quality of the movie, it is not going to be very good. The quality of the poster is like if I gave you a picture of all of the Power Rangers, Yeah, I said you have... An hour and a half to make this a poster. <laughs> it's, I feel like that's about what I could get, right? Like <laughs> pretty much, because um, it's like it's like twenty Power Rangers, yeah, all photoshopped together into a group shot with very poor shadows. Um, yeah, and there's like a city behind them. It says the order, and there's like a moon. I think it looks cool, but like if you look at it for a second, you just see how bad the Photoshop yeah, is. Um, Jason uh, Austin St. John has super '90s hair. It's what it's, is up with his hair? It's like Scott Steiner's beard. His hair is like Scott Steiner's beard, and that <laughs> it's blonde. The most of it is blonde, but there's a black stripe. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, like the top is blonde, and then around the sides is yeah. black. So here's the plot of the order. There's this group called the Order. They're not a government agency. They 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 are an elite task force that are that do not bow to anyone. 
They are just here to keep the peace and to basically stop threats from being too big. Um, none of them have superpowers, which is bull. They could have just at, just sprinkle some like, oh, maybe something weird is going on. Right. And I'm I'm even more in. But as it stands, I'm I'm totally okay with it. Um, and some of them decide that they don't like what the order is doing and break off to form. They don't form chaos, but they are the chaos faction. I mean, they might. They might. They be. might form the chaos. Judging by the little bit of acting we've seen and the. The way that I, I don't think this is a very well-written movie, or will be a very well-written movie, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. But hey, here's but Johnny Young Bosch has fight scenes. Here's the so thing. So how bad can this movie be? I what, In one second, I will tell you about why I'm super excited about the fight scenes, specifically because of Johnny Young Bosch. They fight each other. That's it. They're, very, they're all super talented, super good at fighting. It's got like a, uh, an ex- it's like Expendables meets Mission Impossible meets uh, Mr. Robot, which is a show on that I have not watched, but it's been getting rave reviews. I don't know anything about Mr. Robot except for like one commercial that I saw for it. Everything I see from it makes it seem like the dumbest show ever, but apparently it's really good. I just don't have the time to watch a show called Mr. Robot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm watching Time Force right now, and that's also very That's good. a much cooler name than Mr. Robot. Mr. Ro- Hi, I'm Mr. Robot. Beep, boop, beep, boop. Um, <laughs> Uh, David Fielding's live stream was like five minutes long. By the time people figured out where to go, it was over. <laughs> yeah. Um, Catherine Sutherland's was like nine minutes long, ended as soon as I got there. Uh, yeah, I, I was like, oh, she's still alive. Never mind. They all just waved at me yeah. and then it stopped. <laughs> I went over to Walter Jones's. I didn't, I didn't know Walter Jones was doing one, but in Catherine Sutherland's live stream, he was also live streaming it. And I was like, oh, let me find his real quick. He said that, Something that gets me very excited. He said that everyone who's been a Power Ranger has a certain level of skill as far as fighting goes. As far as, like, choreography and, like, physicality goes. Yeah. And they're all going to be in it, doing stuff. Yeah. It, that's very cool. And they're going to be fighting each other. They're going to be working together. And a lot of them never worked together before. Yeah. Um. The thing that I am the most excited for, and there's a picture to back it up, and I don't know if this is on the same side or if they're on opposite sides, but there's it's a picture of John Young Bosch and Dan Southworth, who plays Eric Myers on Time Force. Eric Myers might be as good as Adam Park. His unmorphed, Dang. Fight, his unmorphed fight scenes are the business. They are <laughs> so good. And if those two get to fight, I am one million percent in. Um, I'm also very excited about the range of people they've gotten and and the way that it kind of like they have like this weird visual language of like who's a good guy and who's a bad guy. Right. The better dressed you are, the worse guy you are. So if you look like you just like walked in off the street or if you're just like incognito, you're a good guy. Right. So I think Dan Southworth is a bad guy. and I think John Henry Bosch is a good guy. I think they're going to fight. <laughs> I'm excited. Blake Foster is in it. He's for sure a bad guy. He's got no sleeves, full sleeve tattoos. He has full sleeve tattoos, but he has no shirt on underneath his bulletproof vest so he could show him off. Yeah. That's a bad guy. That's a bad guy. (laughs) Um, Karen Ashley, I think, is a bad guy. She might be. Nakia Baris also was pretty fancily dressed. Maybe Karen Ashley is a good guy then, because I think there there was a, a... a little teaser of those two fighting. There might have been. Catherine Sutherland looks like... See, I fight, if you would have shown me this, I would have been like, she can see the future. Look at like Catherine Sutherland. Right. Like, she can see the future. Um, as as him has like a sword. I was like, that dude's super fast. He yeah. has sword magic. I don't know what's going on. Uh, Jason Founts there. 
Um, Walter Jones has some guns. I think Walter Jones might be a bad guy. I'm pretty excited about that, too. David Fielding is in it. David, I can't tell what side he's. He's like shuffled into the back and just dressed like David Fielding. I don't. He's in like a white T-shirt and white pants. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he's doing. Paul Schreier, for sure, bad guy. Yeah, like confirmed bad guy. Because he in was one like, of the little things. He was like, wreck the order, destroy the order. We need chaos. Oh <laughs> Um, but like, it looks like it's gonna be really fun, and that's all I want. Uh, yeah. Karen, Karen Ashley confirmed that it is in no way related to Power Rangers. David Fielding did a weird thing. He's like. <laughs> Indiegogo's coming out, you know, to support, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Totally fine with that. Then someone asked him, like, is this a movie? Is it a miniseries? He's like, yeah, maybe both. And I was like, oh, you don't have a plan. <laughs> maybe he means it's a short film. Maybe he it's means... It's like, that would be both a miniseries and a movie? Maybe he means they're making a movie, like a shorter movie. Or maybe it's like a three-part event. It's like three forty-five minute. Or, or maybe they have like a, if we get to this, we'll make a movie. If we get to this, we'll make a miniseries. That'll be like... Longer than a, a movie would be. I I I'm in. I just want to see Power Rangers fighting each other. Yeah, I just want to see Johnny Young Bosch kicking stuff again. Yeah, man, it's been so long. Oh, uh, him and Adam and Jason can finally settle their tie. <laughs> I think they're on the same team though. Well, they could have a spar at the end. Um, and uh, David Yost, I think, is a good guy also. Because like, can you can you can, can you picture Billy being a bad guy? Come on. They tried that in Power Backslash Rangers and it didn't work. But that was right. Might have been a. F- because of power backslash rangers maybe um i mean that might be cool who knows i'm excited uh i think it's gonna be dumb well i think he's a good guy because in the very first image that wasn't just the symbol it's him and austin st john standing on a rooftop looking over a city unless that's when they're like breaking up oh maybe i don't know it's exciting these are exciting times you guys pushes austin st john off a roof off the roof oh no and then And then Jason Fount comes up and takes his shirt, and then he is the Austin St. John. This movie should be called the Austin St. John Clause. <laughs> that was a long walk for a short drink of water. What else? Oh, I, was, I, think, I think I hit everything. I hit, I so think. the trailer comes out on the 19th, but on the 18th is a trailer for the trailer. Maybe. Kind of. Maybe or is it just coming out earlier? Maybe there's no trailer on the 19th, and they messed up their dates. I don't know. They've been saying the 19th for weeks. <laughs> Yes, they have. I've I look, guys. We'll keep you updated. But maybe they were like, you know, because of all the positive feedback, they're gonna bump it up a day or something. Yeah. Um, or maybe there's a trailer for the trailer. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I don't think they have anybody coordinating anything. I don't think they have anyone coordinating. They never mention a director. They never mention a writer. They never mention any producers. They don't. They don't mention the creative team. So it feels to me. Like all of 45 of these ex Power Rangers cast members were in a room and spitballed a storyline that they could make for like a teaser trailer thing. And then that's it. And they got some friends that were, you know, camera and lighting and all that from Power Rangers. I feel like everybody who worked on the order in one way or another has worked on Power Rangers. And I'm very Probably. excited about that. I hope Jim Suave helped write it. I hope so. Uh- they posted the new poster on Reddit, and somebody said, what is this? And somebody answered, oh, it's a bunch of blacklisted actors trying to find work because they all worked on a non-union show. I wouldn't say they're all blacklisted because Erin <laughs> Cahill's a real actress now, and she was on Time right. Force. She's the only one I've seen anywhere else, though. Well, Amy Jo Johnson does other work, too. She was also on a non-union show right. in Power Rangers. So, But she's not in the order. <laughs> That's true. Not Although she did post... She reposted the poster with, like, a caption that's, what is this cool thing? No one told her? No one called her? Is she that? Like, 
I feel like David Yost and her are friends. I still. feel like she probably knew about it. She's just like oh, being now facetious, yeah, trying to promote it. But like, oh, I, you know, I didn't know about this. How kind cool? Of way. How cool would it be if she just like pops what if she up? just shows up? What if more people just show up right? that we don't know about? What if? What if? The big fight is JDF versus Austin St. John. I would lose. I would lose my pants. I would lose my mind if that happened. <laughs> I would. I don't know what I would do. Would, what if this is how they buried the hatchet? Because you know who else can't get work? Jason David. No, Frank. he makes all his money on conventions. Conventions. <laughs> oh man! So that's all we got on the order. Uh, Monday we'll have seen by on Monday's show we'll have seen the trailer and maybe seen the second trailer depending on if and slash when it comes out. I hope they make the orders forever, just like just like the Expendables, bring new other Power yeah. Rangers back into it and just like make six hundred of them. Yeah, just keep going. Do like, it. I want there was there was a couple of people that I didn't recognize that I couldn't pick out where they were from. I think I think Hillary Shepard might have been in it. There's like Maybe. a lady in white all the way in the back. Yeah, like, I don't know it's, who that it's is. It's literally Carmen San Diego, but instead of red, it's white. <laughs> and I it it feels like Hillary Shepard, but I have no idea. But like, where's where's Melody Perkins? You know, you got to save it for the sequel. You got to save that for the sequel. So I'm excited. I'm very excited about the order. I'm I'm so much more excited about the order than I am about the Power Rangers. Power movie. Rangers. Because Power Rangers is going to be bad, but That's this thing Saban's Power Rangers. Yeah, but like the, this thing where like po- people who were Power Rangers got the band back together and are doing a thing by themselves. I'm into it. It's very cool. I'll give them money. I'm into it. I might not give them money because I just dropped like a lot of it. You but... did just pay off a loan, the yeah. student loan. So good for you. <laughs> but also, yeah, that probably hurt you all a little. Yeah. Bit. Um, I got some cash. I got some. <laughs> didn't hurt it enough that I didn't buy Kaku Ranger. <laughs> well, there's two kinds of people in this world. And also, I'm getting a tattoo. But you, these are all <laughs> things I had budgeted out, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna stop. Is that hour twenty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll see you Monday with uh, an order update. That's a new segment. Order update. <laughs> but until then, may the power protect you. <laughs>